This is HW Studio, building value across borders. Good afternoon. So we're here talking with our friend Halik, and this is HW Studio coming to you on our podcast uh, straight out of Miami, Florida. It's beautiful Miami. And we have this uh, this afternoon with us here, we have Halik from Singapore. <clears throat> We've met my, I met Halik in, uh, in, at the Marina Bay Sands and uh, when I was visiting Singapore. And he and I became good friends and we are here enjoying this time. Welcome, Halik. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, thank you for welcoming <laughs> me, Mr. Freitas. So yeah, good afternoon to the listeners of HW Studio. You know, when you said like the, the friendship that we have currently, and then it just brings back memories and just smiling to myself right now in front of you and say, <laughs> ah, what, what a good time it was. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the, uh, the, the main thing that, uh, that comes to mind is what was your impression about the U.S. before you arrived here? What was your first uh, impressions about it? And that's something that always is very near and dear to me as an immigrant. Uh, you know, learning about the impression that people have about the U.S. when they come in. Well, the impression I had was ever since <coughs> I was a teenager, I was a youngster, we have these um, movies about New York or even San Francisco is always known to be busy. So we always have a comparison between Singapore and New York. It's always been a busy country where everything is fast going, fast paced. So I thought I would experience that in Miami itself. but. To be honest with you, I'm actually quite surprised that Miami is a quite a slow-paced country, or I would say slow-paced state, mm-hmm. as compared to Singapore itself. I'm making this comparison as a Singaporean to uh, Miami itself, so not as anything else. So what do you think uh, Singaporeans aspire to be as, as a whole? Do you think uh, Singapore has changed throughout the years? You 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 went, you, you served national service in, in your country, in the army. You know, what do you see how do you see Singapore now and as it is uh, uh, today and as compared to Singapore, uh, you know, said 10 years ago? So, okay, so Mr. Freitas, Singapore has changed a lot recently. I know some some of them might have been to Singapore 10 years ago and they experienced, they have not experienced Gardens by the Bay or even Marina Bay Sands Hotel. Hmm. So Singapore as a country is always going to change, you're going to always going to evolve as a, as a country itself. So there's a lot of changes, a lot of things that are coming up. We are also thinking of having a second country, a second state over at Jurong, which is at the west side of the island itself. So everything is going to change. Singapore is always, the government has always been, has always been making plans of actually expanding the city or making things exciting for tourists or for people to come and work here in Singapore itself. Right. And, and, and you mentioned something interesting about uh, uh, when we were there, uh, that uh, no guns are allowed in Singapore, no civilians can, can bear weapons. So it is also a very, uh, there's a very uh, hard uh, uh, laws against uh, violence and criminality, right? So the, the, it is considered one of the safest countries in the world to be, right? Yes, um, I have to agree with that, Mr. Fetas. Singapore is, is not, it's the top, I would say, the only country in the world that is crime free all right there is there are certain there are certain uh, crimes like you know theft or mm. or even robbery but that's really hardly the case in singapore itself 
Why? Because we are trying to stop guns then coming in or even drugs from coming in itself. So if you consume drugs within a specific amount of dose, mm. you can actually be hanged for it or even be hanged for it. So it's a it's a crime. And some of them have, um, they argue that this might not be uh, good for them or is for the human rights group. They say, no, mm. this is not right. But if you take a look at the bigger picture, if you stop drugs from coming in and you stop guns from coming in, Singapore has proven that we are number one crime-free country in the world itself. Singapore has uh, been independent for a uh, better part of 50 years now uh, out of Malaysia. Uh, I'm sure your parents, you know, you're in your 30s now, so I'm sure your parents uh, have uh, told you, uh, you know, a lot about the history. Well, how do you see the transition happening throughout the years from the, uh, the, from the, the initial state of Singapore and now the country of Singapore as it, prog- as it progressed? Well, so, when, yep, when I was young, there was not much technology uh, involved. And then um, we are under the Japanese ruling. Right. Uh, it was since my grandmother's time. And now ever since we try to be independent, we don't have natural resources in Singapore, in case uh, some of them might not know. Singapore does have natural resources like water. We have to buy it over at Malaysia itself. And then we also have to process it to be clean water. And that water is drinkable from the tap itself. Mm-hmm. So we have we have uh, we have plans actually to expand. Even our MRT, our transport system, we are trying to trying to expand to make sure that every home is 10 minutes away from the station itself. Why we do that is because so that we have jams free. There's no traffic jams at the road itself, and that would actually make uh, every every citizen life very convenient. There's a lot of a uh, lot of traffic in Singapore. I noticed that there's some peak hours there. It's a bit crazy. But it's not as crazy as other countries <laughs> like Indonesia or, mm. Mal- or Malaysia. But I would say we are the I would say efficient when it comes to road. There's hardly any traffic jams. If there is in Singapore, which means there's an accident. A lot of expats living in Singapore. What's the main reason for that? I think I think the main reason is number one is the safety itself. Like I mentioned to you earlier. The safety is the number one priority for for people to come over and work here, because why? Because they know that the status and their wealth is taken care of, is confidential. If they walk around the streets, they know that no one would know about them. Is it? It's like, hey, that guy is, is like any other citizen I in see. Singapore. So therefore, they are not they are not well known of. Even they are well known. We are, we Singaporeans are known to actually um, have redrew a line and have let's say respect their privacy itself. Interesting, and uh, the, you, what's the, the majority of nationalities that you see living in, and what's the main nationalities living in, in, in Singapore today as expats? Well, the expats, I would say, now, if I'm not wrong, there's Americans, so a Americans, lot, a, a, a lot, lot of a lot, lot of Americans, a lot there. of Americans, and also a lot of British people mm-hmm. from UK coming over. So that's the main nationality itself mm-hmm. over there. Yes. And and you have, uh, I have noticed as well. There's a There's a, uh, a a huge Indian community as well living in in uh, Singapore. So it's basically the the, uh, the ethnicities that live in that there are Singaporean citizens. You were mentioning the Indian, yeah, and in Chinese yeah. you have the Malays and of course the Eurasians, which is the expats. Expats, uh, yes, correct. Uh, and, and it's very hard to become a, a Singaporean citizen. You were t- explaining to me the other day. Yes, I was explaining to you. It's very very hard to to make it. Why is because the government wants to curb uh, unnecessary sh- unnecessary issues, uh, so that no other citizens can actually come here and become a permanent resident. So there's a lot of policy involved in this, so that 
again we want to make Singapore a, a great city or a great country for everyone to live here and of course with families so of course again the safety is number one issue so Miami or Singapore which one which place do you prefer most <laughs> wow you put me in a spot there you really put me in a spot there yeah, you have to get I'm, to know you're gonna, you Mr. I'm looking over at the bay there and then I have to say hmm, it's tough it's tough mm. but I probably say Singapore mm. is in my heart but again if I'm if I want to I want to come here and I will work here mm. Miami would be my number one city over New York now absolutely yes correct. Right, so, uh, anything you want to share with the listeners about uh you know the life in Singapore and how would be how, how welcoming uh, you know uh, the the Singaporean people are uh, with uh, with regards to um, to the the foreigners. But please do share. Yes, of course, Mr. Freitas. If we're going to share this, it will be what going to take me around like two or three hours. I can explain <laughs> the whole thing. Right for basically for those of you who have not come to Singapore itself, uh, Singapore the national language is English. So you have to know and able to speak English there to even um, take a job uh-huh. or even um, you know to live there. So English is our national language itself. Well, initially it was supposed to be Malay, but then of course the late Prime Minister Lee Kuan Yew wants it to be English. Why? Is because everyone in the country basically know English, and then when they come there, they they are more able to settle down. So English number one uh, uh-huh. language. And secondly, um, for we have a lot of things for different type of guests. First one, we have the business travelers. You can actually be there, and then you know, like I said, mentioned earlier, the business travelers are known. You know, they can be safe there without everyone knowing and all that stuff. So secondly, um, also for families who wants to migrate there, Singapore has the number one education, if not the top three or top five education system around the whole world. So if you're known to have a Singaporean education education system, you are much more able to learn or go around the country and then they are well known to have a Singapore education system, the Singapore certificate. And then thirdly, if you are just a tourist visiting uh, Singapore itself, I can offer you Gardens by the Bay, which <laughs> is um, you know a flower dome, the one that you the mm. one that you experience itself, yes, Gardens it by beautiful. the Bay. Yes, um, and he can vouch for that. Mr. Pretas can vouch for that. <laughs> and of course, the Marina Bay Sands, which is the swimming pool on top. He also can vouch that is the third most Instagrammable place. He took an Instagram photo there. He really I took, took it. it. Yeah, I have my own Instagram picture there. That's yeah, for you sure. can you can you can actually look at his Instagram post, and that's how Marina Bay Sands is in the infinity pool itself. People go there not for the rooms, not for the breakfast. But for the infinity pool, yes, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful right? amazing. Like thank you, Halit. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, we had here Halit Halit uh, straight from Singapore visiting us, and here in Miami. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, and thanks for hearing uh, HW Studios. Uh, thank you, Mr. Fitas, for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is HW Studio, building value across borders.